0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Benjamin and Amelia in Michigan. Hello to Charlotte Juniper Fisher in Lake Oswego, Oregon. And hello to Piper and James. I'd like to say a happy belated birthday to Poppy from Los Angeles who turned three on January 4th. Happy belated birthday to Parker Resnick, who turned 10 years old on February 22nd. Happy belated birthday to Emmy from San Anselmo, California, who turned nine on February 23rd. Happy belated birthday to Tiago from Mexico City, who turned seven on March 5th. Happy belated seventh birthday to Frankie from Gold Coast, Australia. Your sister Indy wishes you a very happy birthday and loves you very much. Happy birthday to Aviv, who is turning 8 on March 6th. Happy birthday to Elliot from Los Angeles, who turns 5 on March 8th. Happy birthday to MJ, who turns 13 on March 8th. Happy birthday to Kaya, who is turning 7 on March 9th. Happy birthday to Maya from San Antonio, Texas, who is turning 9 on March 11th. Happy birthday to Hannah, who is turning 6 on March 9th. Happy birthday to Camden, who is turning 11 on March 9th. Happy birthday to Saeon from Manchester, UK, who is turning 2 on March 10th. Happy birthday to Vaughn in Edmonton, who is turning 10 on March 10th. And good luck in your hockey playoffs. Happy birthday to Oliver from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, who is turning 3 on March 12th. Daddy-O, Mommy, and Ella June love you so much and are very proud of you. And happy birthday to Lucas Rye from the Philippines, who is turning three on March 12th. Mommy, Dada, and Leia love you so much. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. Red is awake and already thinking about the mystery she and her friends are going to be working on today. She tries to turn off her alarm before it rings, but only succeeds in hitting it under her bed. When Red arrives at school, the morning goes quickly. And when the gang arrives for lunch, they make a plan to meet in the gym after school to try and solve the mystery of the stinky gym socks. The Transfer Student, Part 12. The Mystery of the Stinky Gym Socks. Red lay in bed thinking about her meeting with the gang later that day. This mystery didn't seem as important as what they had worked on before. Doesn't the gym have a bad smell all the time? she thought to herself. And why doesn't the school refresh the air like her old school on Mars? So much about Earth still confounded Red. Looking at her clock, Red realized that her phone alarm was about to go off. Her mood may have improved since moving here, but the sound of that alarm, any alarm, still annoyed her in the morning. Red reached over to grab her phone so that she could turn off the alarm before it sounded, and it slipped out of her hand and landed beside her bed. She fumbled for it, but only managed to push it under the bed, where it started playing the most annoying ding, 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 ding. After managing to grab it, she, with one eye open, pressed the screen where the stop alarm icon was. Finally, some peace. Just then, she heard Blue's footsteps running to the bathroom and slamming the door shut. He got in there before her again. Ugh. After cleaning up the mess in the bathroom, it was Blue's gift to her whenever he got in there first, Red got dressed and went downstairs to have breakfast. Good morning, Mom. Red tried to sound a little peppier. Why, Red, you almost sound like you are happy to get out of bed. Things are improving here on Earth. Did you have a good sleep? Yeah, it was great, she said, which wasn't really the truth. Though she didn't have as many bad dreams, she still often woke up feeling like someone had been in her room watching her sleep. What's for breakfast? I'm almost as hungry as Blue is every waking moment, asked Red. I thought after trying out something new for dinner last night, we could eat one of your favorite meals. Waffles and syrup, cocoa and juice, her mother replied. Sounds delicious. Are we serving dog food for Blue? Red asked. Oh, Red, do you always have to give him a hard time? Her mother said with a sigh. Bleh. Blue said as he stuck out his tongue at Red. Red. After breakfast, Red caught the bus to school, sitting by Charlie and Rachel, and a small miracle happened. She made it to school without hitting her head on the ceiling of the bus like she usually did. This day is really starting to look up, she thought, as she walked up the front steps to school. This is the first day since I moved here that I didn't hit my head when the bus drove over the speed bump on my street. Walking in the front door, she was greeted by Principal Burke and the Mountain, who was as intimidating as always. His biceps must have been as big as Red's legs. After squeezing past the Mountain and enduring his and Principal Burke's greetings, she made her way to her desk in room 215 her homeroom. Good morning, Red, Mrs. Johnson said. You are looking chipper this morning. Good sleep? Um, yes, I think so. Red wasn't sure what chipper meant. Surely she wasn't comparing her to a cartoon character that Blue sometimes watched. Don't forget we will discuss the latest case at lunchtime today, Rachel whispered as Red walked by her desk. Red responded with a thumbs-up, hoping that meant yes. She took her seat and listened to the morning announcements. Good morning, woodchucks, boomed Principal Burke. Today is Thursday, a Cohort A day. I have great news for you. Today is barbecue chicken pizza day at the cafeteria and they have apple pie for dessert. I can't wait to try a piece in other exciting news. Red tuned out the rest of the announcements as she opened her English textbook to prepare for the start of class. The morning went by quickly, and before she knew it, Red was walking towards the cafeteria. When she arrived, she noticed that the gang was already waiting for her at the table, and Kurt was on her second plate of food. Red walked by the food display on her way to join the gang. She always brought her own lunch, but seeing what some of the other kids would eat was interesting. Sitting down at the table with the gang, Red asked, is apple pie supposed to be gray and green in color? That apple pie Principal Burke announced Looks like it has seen better days. I think it is left over from last year, Charlie said. Cafeteria food has an unlimited shelf life. It may not look good, but the taste can't be beat, Kurt said. It's like eating apple gummy bears, just as chewy, too. Yuck, Rachel said. Red took a bite of her food. Thankful it didn't taste like gummy bears. Eating bears sounded disgusting. Red continued. If this case doesn't work out, I have another one we could try. The mystery of how you guys get here before me, even when we are in the same class. We told you it's the Principal Burke effect. Don't worry. She will seem to have the same influence on you soon, Rachel said. Case solved, Alexa said. Okay, Kurt, how about today's mystery or are you unable to speak after eating that pie? I have good news and bad news, Kurt said. I'll start with the good news. At practice this morning, the foul smell in the gym disappeared. Whatever was causing the smell has been cleaned up. The coach said that the cleaning staff has been cleaning into the night, and they found some old socks. He thinks it was just some rotten food and nothing dangerous. But I already asked my mom to pick us up after school, so I suggest we still go to the gym after class and make sure that the stink does not return. Um... "'So what is the bad news?' Charlie asked. "'The bad news is, if we don't solve a mystery for the coach, "'you still get to do extra push-ups,' Kurt said, laughing. "'That is bad news,' Rachel laughed. "'Bad news for us having to watch.' "'Everyone laughed.' "'Very funny,' Charlie said. "'So we will all meet in the gym after class?' Yes, Alexa said. Sounds good. After the final bell, the gang all gathered in the gym and sat on the bleachers to discuss what to do next. Are you sure the smell has been cleared, Kurt? Red asked. It still smells bad here. That's the good bad smell, Kurt replied. It comes from hard work on the court. I think it comes from stinky t-shirts or something, Charlie said. pee Alexa said, plugging her nose. So what are we going to do here, Kurt? Rachel asked. I can't stay too late as I have homework. I thought we could all sit beside the bleachers and wait. When the lights get turned down, it's difficult to see anyone in that corner. So if someone comes in to do some mischief, they won't know we are there, Kurt said. What if it's zombies? Can't they see in the shadows? Charlie asked. You are watching scary TV again, Charlie, Alexa said. I'm going to do some reading for English while we wait, Rachel said, as she pulled out the novel that was required reading for class. Red, Alexa, Rachel, Charlie, and Kurt all sat beside the end of the bleachers waiting for something to happen. Everyone had their books out, writing homework or reading, except for Kurt, who ate a protein bar. Fifteen minutes went by. And then another fifteen minutes. Rachel spoke first. I think the gym is safe, Kurt. No more foul smells. Except for the normal. These kids need to shower smells, Alexa said. Just then, the door to the gym slowly opened with a creaking sound that reverberated across the gym. Shh, Charlie said. Someone is coming in. A figure was standing in the bright doorway, and its shape cast a long, threatening shadow across the gym floor. Zombies, Charlie whispered. Kurt replied by jabbing him in the ribs to get him to be quiet. Quiet. The door closed, and someone walked slowly into the darkened gym, breathing heavily and somewhat labored. That's no zombie, Alexa whispered, but what is it? The shadow walked across the gym floor to the other bleachers on the other side. If this was a student, they certainly looked different. The shape of their head was more streamlined and flattened, and they seemed to have protruding cheeks. Alien, Charlie whispered. Red was becoming alarmed. No way this mischief or whatever is going on in here has something to do with the Mars Relocation Program or the AID. It couldn't, they only do big stuff. The whole gang watched as the shadow pulled out from its pocket several long, thick, flexible tubes and set them on the floor. Then the shadow took out what looked like a spray bottle of some sort and started liberally spraying the tubes with some kind of liquid. The shadow then picked up each tube, threw them individually behind the bleachers and sprayed the area with more liquid. Then the gang noticed the smell. Did you fart? Charlie asked Kurt. No, that's whatever that person has put under the bleachers. Man, it's disgusting, Alexa said. What did it do? Bottle up their farts for a year? This must be the person leaving bad smells in the gym. We must stop them, Kurt said. The gang stood up and Kurt yelled, Hey, buddy, what are you doing? The shadow looked like it jumped two feet into the air in surprise. Time stood still for a moment, but after seeing Kurt's imposing figure, the shadow took off running across the gym and out the door. Wait, Charlie yelled. We are just your friendly neighborhood mystery-solving gang. Kurt started to run after the shadow until the smell got her again, causing her to stop momentarily. After plugging her nose, Kurt continued out the door after the smell bandit. Wow, this smell is like my worst nightmare. It is so bad, Alexa said. You should smell my brother blue, Red replied. Kurt came back into the gym, turning the dimmed lights on full. Did you catch up to the shadow? Rachel asked. No. Whoever that was had enough of a head start to get away from me. It probably ran outside the school and hid somewheres. Someone actually ran faster than you? Charlie asked. Wonders do exist. We've got to do something about this smell. Otherwise, it will flood the whole gym and maybe even the hallway. Alexa walked over to the other side of the gym with her shirt pulled over her nose. The shadow left behind gym socks, she yelled. We are calling this person the shadow now? These gym socks are stinky on a whole other level, Alexa continued. Yeah, someone needs to deal with their serious foot odor problem. Let's grab some paper towels to pick them up and put them into the garbage can. We can then take the garbage can outside so that the smell doesn't fester in the school all night, Rachel said. Good idea. The gang carefully picked up all the socks from behind the bleachers, put them into the garbage can, and took it outside. After taking a great big breath, Rachel said, Oh, I can breathe again. Beautiful, fresh air, Alexa exclaimed. Who would do such a thing and why? Red asked. I don't really understand earthlings. I I mean people sometimes. Some people are just mean, Charlie said, breathing deeply. But we can assume these were not your normal stinky socks. Someone with a keen sense of chemistry sprayed these socks with a stink spray of some sort. Harmless, but very smelly. If you hadn't been with us, I might have thought you were pulling a gag so you wouldn't have to do more push-ups, Kurt said. No, I would prefer to try and build an exoskeleton to do the work for me, Charlie replied. An exo-what? When is your mother coming, Kurt? I'm starving, and I think my father made spaghetti tonight. Just then, Kurt's mother pulled up in the parking lot by the gym. After the whole gang squeezed into the car, Kurt's mother said, pee Wow, you kids smell like you need a shower. No, Mom, Charlie just farted, Kurt said, making everyone except Charlie laugh. And that's the end of this part. Good night. Bleep tight.